I got, you know. Again, Tuesday Let's night, go. it's the number one live podcast, the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, That's coming us. to you from Pigs With the Z. Studios in Compton, California, secret home location, of home of the fucking Woo, potholes, potholes. Yeah. Tams, Tams, oh, Louisiana fried chicken Louisiana with fried Chinese chicken. food. That's yeah. right, combo A and B and fried chicken. West. You can get orange chicken, chow mein, and give me some wings. Yeah. Crunchy as fuck. Also, yeah. boba and orange chicken. You can get boba there too. Oh, fuck really? yeah, you can. Oh, it's like one of the donut places. You get it wherever you want to there. You get your, you get a egg and cheese croissant there too. Oh yeah, all the, all the donut <laughs> hey, all the donut shops are doing them fucking little sandwiches. Now. Oh, that, that's the best. Yeah, of course you have to. Yeah, and then you they had a conference. Your... They're like, oh, yeah. yo, you guys gotta start doing this. We're killing it with these sandwiches. Yeah, I had to stop because I'd go in there and get a sandwich and then get a boba and then get a donut and it's like sure. nah, bro, yeah, trifecta it. right there. And then the guy would be like seeing me like down the street. Where, where you been, fool? Like I haven't seen there. you in a minute. I'm not not there. No more. That's how. Man, I've never felt better and worse about myself one night, the the 7-Eleven by my house. I was in there late at night, and the guy goes, hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this dude knows I'm in 7-Eleven all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worse when you become homies with the 7-Eleven. Oh, guy. no, I know. That's Freddie. That's my man, Freddie. I know yeah. his name. Get out of here. Set, and, set's and mine. There's also other people that hang out inside this 7-Eleven that are just there all the time. Like, like. Multiple nights a week, yeah. I will see like the and not working, just there, like just hanging out. That's the only reason I know the dude's name is because I heard. Uh, I, I'm not asking this man his name. No, I've heard other people call him Freddie, and so I'm like, all right, Freddie. He's Freddie, right? I'm like, all right, Freddie. Now I don't have to. I could just act like I've known. The What's whole up, Freddie? What's up, Freddie? How you doing, man? Oh, oh, hello. I haven't seen you in a while. So I mean, these are all crazy people, right? I mean, um, so. One of them is just an older dude that I don't think has anything to do. Okay. Because he doesn't seem... He's just like leaning up against the thing. Like, he's not he, buying lottery tickets? No, nah, he's just chilling, statues. talking to this dude. Like, that. he talks to Freddie like all fucking night. Talks to the customers. Like, fucking gives me ear beating all the time about nonsense. But he just seems like an old guy that likes to talk. Sure. don't have nothing else to do. Sure. And then the other guy's a Rasta guy that there's a right across the street from... The Seven Eleven is like a it's not a roster it's like a uh, like tax relief like you got tax problems notary stuff all that kind of shit is in there but all the dudes are dreadlock roster dudes you know so I'm like something cool goes on inside so they have like eight jobs yeah yeah oh yeah and it's listed there we yep. do all this shit here you know uh, yeah. and then he's I see him at Seven Eleven getting coffee a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I'm a 7-Eleven regular. 7-Eleven <laughs> has the most interesting of characters. I remember my shout-out to Flying Brian. Uh, Brian V used to be my radio teacher. Uh, he was walking out of a 7-Eleven, and some chick just randomly grabs his dick. I'm like, hey, you have an extra cigarette? And <laughs> Are they married now? Uh, no, I'm surprised uh, he did not fuck yeah. her right then and there. I thought that was going to be true love, but eh, I guess not everyone falls in love with crackheads. Did right she get a cigarette, though? 
Of course she had a cigarette. <laughs> of course she had a cigarette. She got a mouth full of spunk, too. <laughs> you guys go to some happening 7-Elevens, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not partying at 7-Eleven, you are not partying yeah. at all. If they sold full-on booze at 7-Eleven, it would be a full, it would be oh, a yeah. another deal. You know, luckily, they just beer, wine, beer? You know, and, and white claws. <laughs> I, and I like, party balls. Do they have party? Oh, they do have party yeah, balls. Yeah, party sure. ball yeah. Are those little buzz balls? Buzz balls. There you go. Buzz, buzz balls. balls. I tried one or two, and they all taste like garbage. But I'm sure they do the oh, job. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. They, they do the job. Like well, well, before we, you know, we continue on this fucking awesome 7-Eleven talk, <laughs> we have someone very special in here. This is my cousin, Gio, uh, restaurateur, uh, screenwriter, actor. Oh, shit. Um, real estate agent, Mongol. Uh, Damn. Mogul? Mogul. Not yeah, Mongol. I was like, I, was like, I, was like, I didn't know that part. <laughs> Mogul, my bad, my bad. Nothing wrong with the Mongols. No, yeah, yeah, I just didn't know he was in. I got a couple other friends. Yeah, no, 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 Mogul. Where's your vest? Motorcycles outside. Yeah. Uh, And you know what, man? He was one of the guys in in the beginning of my career that he would always, like, push me and, and, where you at? What are you doing? What's going on? What's your next move? Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, always, oh, you got to come out here. You got to do this. You got to do that. So I got to give it up to this cat for, for really helping me out in, my, in the beginning of, of my career out here in L.A. and on the radio and all that good stuff. So welcome, Gio. Thanks, Thank you. That went a lot different because I really thought he was going to fucking talk shit about you. And the yeah, like, before we started the show, I was like, I'm going to talk shit about you as soon as you go on. Like, okay, he's going to really bury Like, no, that was like yeah, really that nice. Was very yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. Well, thank oh, you, no, for sure. No, man. <laughs> you got to be nice for not talking shit. No, <laughs> no. We, we, hey, you know, we've, made, we've grown up together. I, I don't have any, like, my parents didn't have boys except for myself, and I have nothing but sisters. And then him, my cousin Jimmy, my cousin JR, Richard, him, him Mario, those were all my brothers, you know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. Growing up, I'd always ask their parents, hey, can they stay? Can he stay? When one said no, I'd go to the next one. Like, can they spend the night? Because, you know, I didn't have anyone there. Yeah. There was another dude. And then uh, we were talking about, um, we have a little wrestling ring here in the studio, like a little tiny game one with the little plastic wrestlers. And I remember just thinking when I was looking at that and he was here, I'm like, oh, fuck, I remember one birthday party, we had the ring and the cheese puff Cheetos and that, and that's it. And we were just fucking wrestling and shit. It, fucking, <laughs> oh, yeah. it brought that memory back. But um, no, he, you know, I know he came out. We did a couple of things. We did a um, Repo Man. Yeah, a movie. The Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. Oh, no, I saw no, that. No, 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 no. We I, did Repo. I, I saw that. Our version. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we were we were before that movie actually. No, we were before that. We were before uh, Operación Repo. All these Repo shows. He had hit me up one day. He's like, hey, uh, we're going to f- do this short film. We wrote it really quick. We have bullet points. Let's fucking rock it. I was like, what? He's like, come over right now. So I said, fuck it. Me and my boy G got in his truck, drove all the way to L.A., and we filmed it all in one night. Yeah. Oh, no, no shit. It was, yeah. It was real. Hell yeah. Cops got called because there was a fight scene where you didn't fake it. <laughs> he fucking kicked me, bro. And it. By the way, that was all the years of pinned up aggression. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna write this fucking scene just for make sure I can get one good kick, and it's acting. By the way, very fluent. Yeah, acting. yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time. It was it, a good time for sure. And I, I mean, that was at the beginning, right? You weren't even on the radio. No, yet. no, we were nothing, nothing. At the you time. weren't on the radio no. yet, but I I wrote a little short film, right? Mockumentary. All about Steve. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. And he he. Came, he stepped up. He stepped up, and uh, yeah. and we filmed it and knocked it out. Yeah. yeah, and then we did a couple of commercials too, a, a mock Bud uh, Bud Light commercial. Yeah, we did some commercials. Yeah, we we're pretty we were pretty active in, in filming things and making them happen. 
Yeah. Did you guys see that those people that were filming a robbery scene and that cop shot him or shot at him? No. So these dudes, I can't remember where it was at. Like, not a place where you make movies, you know? Right? Yeah. And they were filming, and it was a robbery scene, and no one in, at, at a store, and no one informed anybody, hey, we're going to be filming here. Like, you know? And so this dude in the scene, he's backing out of the door with a mask on and a gun, and the cop runs up, starts ah, ah, and, sh- and starts screaming at him to drop the gun, and the dude just turns to the cop like, "What is happening?" But he turned with a boom, and the, like a ding, and like luckily the cop's a bad wow. shot. It shot like oh. but, and hit the wall behind him. He's like, "Ah, we're rocking, filming, we're filming." Well, Damn. that's kind of what happened to Steve. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not the shooting. Yeah, but, but the cops was, came. That's what made me think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It was, <laughs> I, I'd it like was to cool. believe that the grass was a little slippery and he in his foot slipped. That's what I like to believe. <laughs> that's what you uh, tell yourself? Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we were hanging outside. We were having pizza and stuff. And the cops had come and go, hey, we heard that there was a, a gang jumping out here. And we're like, what? Like, no, dude, we're USC students. We just came up with all kinds of bullshit. Yeah, we are just like, yeah, we're, we're, no, we're student films. This and that. You yeah. Know, but it was, it was, and they were looking at cool. us like, all right, all right. So we, See you we guys like that. Yeah, but it was cool, man. And then getting to do that with him and then, um, you know, uh, just all the stuff he's done production-wise and, and writing scripts and, and his restaurants as well. And we always had our K-Rock uh, Christmas parties there at the alley, which is still there in uh, Culver City. As well as Finn in Culver City. Finn, delicious. You guys have been there as well. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, well, well, thanks for having me out here, Stevie. Of appreciate course. It. And I appreciate you guys having me down. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, but like I said, like, you know what we usually talk about here is people like living their dream or pushing for their dream or or getting up and, and, and you know. Doing their own thing. Yeah, doing their own thing. But, you know, there's always the trials, the tribulations, the, the, the you know, the barriers and. And that's why we brought you on here, because I mean, I personally know you, and I've personally seen the stuff that you've gone through, the ups and downs, but you still, you know, keep pushing and keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, you know, either yeah. you just gotta wake up and keep keep pushing forward. I mean, you know, since we were kids, I used to always tell you that too. Like when we were kids, actually, yeah. before you got on the radio, like yeah, you know, you just gotta you gotta go for it. Yeah, you gotta so. do your thing, man. What what got you into restaurants? What got me into restaurants? Or what um, was that? What was that? Like, was it something that you had thought about when you were younger? Was it, you know what I mean? Like, why why restaurant or why bar restaurant? Because you have both. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you, you know what? Well, I mean, as you know, you guys may not know, but I grew up, like, with uh, uh, my dad was a produce man, you know? So I, I grew up in La Cucaracha, you know, selling in the back. So I never envisioned, like, going, moving to Hollywood at yeah. all. Uh, and, but, you know, when I moved out here, that's all, that's the only job I could get was working in a restaurant. And from there, I just kind of started working in sushi restaurants and and really got a, uh, uh, I just really like the style of the food, the, the style of service, the whole thing. And, and from there on, that's what I kind of said. If I opened something one day, it's going to be a Japanese restaurant. And um, took it from there, just learned what I could from the sushi men and, and from any kind of Asian cuisine and went for it. Why? Why sushi? Why sushi? Um... First of all, the style, the the style of service, the the cuisine itself is just sexy. Sure, I, mean, I think it's. I mean, right, this, it's awesome. this, this I mean, is what I'm getting to. I mean, yes. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you share a moment if you're on a date or whatever. You know, I mean, you're sharing moment, you're sharing food. Sure, you're, your chopsticks are in there. You're, you know, here here's some food for you, or some food for me. Blah blah blah. Right, you're already in that in that space, and and uh, you know, anytime you talk to anyone, hey, you know, where, where do you want to go eat? Sushi. You know, any girl's gonna sushi, sushi, sushi. And uh, and I was already working at sushi restaurants and talking to the sushi man and and really getting to know like 
why a certain cut of fish is a certain is a certain way and what what dressing goes with what you know what I'm saying like a the yuzu the ponzu etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just I, you know I found I found love with it really hell yeah I found love with it and the vibe that you could actually put with the music the food and the ambiance the candles the clean aesthetics of the of a restaurant which if um which you guys have been to to one of the, the one of the restaurants but it's very minimalist and very clean um you know just straight lines all across the board and it's, it's just I, I love it i love it and that's why i said you know i mean one would think that working in a, in a fruit truck and being mexican that i would say okay well let me make let me open up a restaurant a mexican restaurant but i wasn't i don't want to go yeah sure yeah, i don't want to go there i want to go somewhere else which coincidentally now I opened a Mexican place in the back, <laughs> and that's called Tequila Joe's. So, I mean, you can't be, you can't go too far from the roots, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, uh, you know, if full, you, full circle. Absolutely. I yeah. remember the first time I had sushi was with him. Uh, we went to. We'd always go. We, so he lives in Hollywood, and I live in OC still. I'd be like, come out. So we'd go to some fucking crazy clubs, but but first we'd start the night off with I think it was called Zen's. Yeah. And it was all sashimi, and then they had this really bomb. Um, Saki, but it was in a bamboo and it was cold and it had a sweet flavor to it. Ooh. So we would drink that and then we, you know, head off to, you know, like we were talking a couple weeks ago, we'd head off to Stock Exchange and we'd, you know, go party and stuff. But we'd always start the night off with him, his brother, our boy Julian. We'd always start the night off at Zen's and have sushi and then go from there, boom, and start just clubbing it up. But yeah, that was my first uh, I had to learn, yeah, and I don't know if everyone's like this, but I had to learn how to eat sushi correctly because. Sometimes, you know, you see somebody do something, then you go and you do it. Sure. Oh, wasabi, I'm going to put it all up in my nope. soy sauce. Uh-uh. Nah. Not supposed to do that at Dude. all. Yeah. I yeah. see people do that, and I did it, or this or that. And then you go eat it, you're like, holy shit. And I, one time I told him, I'm like, ah, I don't want to go there no more, bro. Because you're eating it wrong, bro. Yeah, it's like, you're, do- yeah, yeah. you're, you're, judging, wrong. you're doing it wrong and then judging it. Yeah, like you know? it's <laughs> fault. You did it wrong, not it. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> <laughs> but you see people like that, you know? So, and then I uh, give it another try, and then, yeah, we were. that was our first thing. We'd go to the Zans, then we hit a bar and grab some drinks, and then we get out to Stock Exchange and fucking party the night away. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Good times, man. Stock Exchange. I yeah. love me some sushi. It's, I mean, a little pricey compared to anything else, but you're right. When people do say, "Hey, when you go get go especially go get in a some. group, what do you guys want to do? Let's go get some sushi." It's, it. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a go-to. You know, I mean, you you could eat hearty or you could eat light, and yeah. and and everybody loves it. And back even back in the day, like when before I opened or when I first started eating it, I mean, it was. It wasn't around in a lot of places, you know? No, absolutely. And, As you're talking about, I'm thinking about it when I was a kid, that sushi was like a wild thing, you know? And now it's just fucking sushi, man. It's yeah. like it's sushi. It's sushi everywhere. Yeah. Of, course, of course, everybody eats sushi. When it was like all this, oh, you eat sushi? Raw fish? Oh, yeah. you fucking like, oh, well, they fucking cook it. It's like the world has come so far. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, absolutely. Everybody's like, I'm not going to eat raw fish. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. I'm going to get sick. <laughs> you, try, octopus? You, you try it once, twice, and then by the third time, you're like, okay, I'm in. And the, and the thing with his restaurant, though, is not just sushi. It's sushi tapas, so it's shareable plates. I mean, so it's sushi, right? But and you also have other stuff on the menu. Yeah, no, we have cooked food. We have, um, you know, lamb chops, <laughs> you know, ribeyes, et cetera. But, you know, we also intertwined, like, some tacos, tacos into into our cuisine, basically. Sure. Like, we have white fish tempura with a, instead of a tortilla, what we do is we slice uh, a jicama fruit. Very thinly sliced, and we use that as a tortilla. The Asian slaw and chipotle. 
So it's it's pretty sick. I mean, a lot of people come back and or they come for the first time and within a week you see them come back. You know, because they up. just they just that revolving door. Yeah, that they, they they love it. But again, it's not it's it, a lot of it's the food, but I think a lot, some some a lot of it has to do with just the aesthetics, the feeling, sure. the vibe when they walk in through the doors, and they just come out feeling better than they did when sure. they walked in. It's and that's that's just as important as whatever it is you're selling, you know, like and, and restaurants, food, but in whatever. Because I remember there's one of my tattoo hero, Mark Mahoney. He told me he was like, "Look, a lot of people do what we do. You know, what I mean, there has to be a reason why they're going to keep coming back to you. You know, yeah. like what makes creating, you special, right? And creating that environment, creating that ambiance, creating some place that you want to go back to." That's yeah. just as important as having quality food and having all the rest. It's a another key ingredient. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, hundred percent. Hell yeah! 100%. And that's and for sure the one place that we were at, you do feel it in there. It's like you got the craft cocktails and everything. You know, very minimalist, like you say. Like this is, so it felt someplace cool. It's like oh, we're someplace cool right now. Which okay. is like when you can put that vibe out there, you're like oh shit! Like it's that the is, element, it's right. the experience. Yeah, like, it's such yeah, a no, the, energy, everything. Yeah, no, the, vibe, the vibe is definitely there, and and you know, like like I was saying, I kind of threw, I didn't throw too much Latin twist into it because I didn't want to go like, oh, you know, I'm like, you know, let me just let me it, stomp but, on. But this on certain right things, now. I was just like, you know what, this would be good, or or um, you know, how can I up the game a little bit? Like for instance, we have a, I'm saying this because you you mentioned craft cocktails, I do a Japanese margarita Ooh. where I do I use a Japanese black sugar. A yuzu, a yuzu instead of a citrus, a yuzu citrus instead of instead of like a lemon lime zest, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and of course with tequila, and it just it makes the drink like Damn, ridiculous. I want one now. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Why'd yeah. you bring one of those? That sounds great. <laughs> <right. laughs> uh, we're gonna have to go out. Uh, and I'm sorry, is this served at all the restaurants or only at one? Like, are you? Is it the same menu or? No, it's, it's well. I only have one now. I had to. Before the pandemic. No, no, but like even like the alley, can you get everything? Or oh, no, everyone no, 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 has no, no, their no, no. own. Right? Everyone has their own thing. Like we have in the front, you have Finn, and then that's where the Japanese margarita is. You go to the back because it's a, like a little speakeasy, detached, not detached, it's attached, but it's a whole different vibe. You yeah. walk in, and that has we have our own flavor of cocktails back there, and then on top of that, behind that, we do like a little pop up, and that's what you call tequila joes. Hell yeah! So you basically have three in one. But they all have three you know, completely separate completely deals. Completely separate yeah. deals, completely separate thing. And I'm me being from Guanajuato, um, you know, the buildings out there just are very colorful and bright, and and just you know, uh, the flowers everywhere, etc. So the tequila joes, I kind of address that, where it's 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 a whole nother ambiance. Yeah, I can't wait to go check that out. I know I went once. It was for the party. It was closed off or. For the personal uh, K Rock or K Rock, right? Uh, Christmas party or no? It was a, it was a Michelin Rumble. Michelin Rumble, yeah. okay. Closed off, which was great, and obviously even at when I rolled up, I'm like, oh shit, someone's gonna get fucked tonight because it's just like <laughs> man, all the lights are dark. We're overlooking. We're on the top patio. I'm like, oh shit, oh, yeah. like this is how most ports kind of start right. off a little bit. There's only been a few times where like I've gone to a place with Steven. Most of the time I just roll solo places where I'm like, fuck, I should have brought somebody. And that night I was like, fuck, I'm like, this sounds like I should have brought somebody here. Good. Then you know what? Then mission accomplished. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we hit fuck, it. We hit this it. this would have been this would have been cool to bring to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's the experience I'm talking about. Like that's what makes me feel good. That you know, like not only with the food, with the drinks, but the ambience aesthetics and 
the dark lighting with the candles everywhere, and it's just yeah. Even if you just went in there and grabbed the drink real fast, and it's like you leave, it's like man, that was fucking. We need to go 100%. back. We need to go back there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. where I take all my first dates. Nice. Uh, sure. Yeah. He yeah. Hasn't, he hasn't been there in a while. He's <laughs> 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 never been there. <laughs> Still waiting on the first one. <laughs> Touche, bro. Touché. Ooh, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've taken all my first dates there too. <laughs> no, man, but, uh, but for real, whenever you guys are, whenever you guys are down in that part of town, yeah. or even if you're not, and you guys want to come down with Steve, you know, just Absolutely. let me know. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to be my first dates. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a threesome. Woo! <laughs> so, fuck, man, I'm hungry now. So as far as the, all the cuisine, uh, it sounds like thin in the front, a little bit more on the fancier side, and then you said you had the alley, which is the middle one. The alley's the middle one, so cocktail bar. Yeah. So only cocktail bar. Only cocktail bar. We do, we do uh, since Tequila Joe's is off of that, we do have we do cater like the pop-up menu from there into the alley so if you come inside like we have these really good bdl tacos oh nice uh, we have queso fundido um tortas we have a, a great whitefish ceviche um <laughs> so that we can serve inside inside the alley and we're going to be expand expanding some of the menu items for the alley specifically but for now because it's all been it's all been uh, like unfolding since we've been back from from covid you know, sure. the whole, I mean, the alley was shut down for, you know, bars were shut down. The restaurant, at least we could do pop-ups and, and run try food to do out. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. try to do stuff, but the bars were completely shut down. They don't, they don't so let you the, sell to-go tequilas, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, so the alley, the alley <laughs> was, was shut wild. down. I don't, it's, it's crazy, you know, that I'm blessed that we're still around, you know, because it was, it was, it was a tough, difficult time. Sure. For, for those who don't know, I mean, you have a place that you cannot open to make money and landlords are asking for their money and, oh, yeah. and you have to lay off all your employees and all the bars I worked at, everyone got, it was rough for everybody for years and being in LA County for whatever reason, it's super fucking strict here. You can't move without the fucking ABC and all the other commissions without them saying it's okay. And there was a lot of bars that were running illegally. And if you got popped, I mean, that was ticket on top of ticket. But there were bars that were operating fucking illegally throughout that time. I mean, I did a couple of shows in super spreader events. I mean, <laughs> I, did yeah. woo, I mean, it, it was what it was because people were anxious people wanted to go out mm -hmm. people needed to make money this was their livelihood so you took all that shit away everyone who worked in the service uh industry the catering the whatever man all that shit was stopped oh yeah man no i mean well you know the, the thing is about that is like uh it was very regional as to like you know when some people could operate or they would operate under the radar but uh depending on your neighborhood if you open up your doors or you said hey let me throw this little thing down here the neighbors with themselves would be like, okay, that's not, we're not going to open up the roars around here. And they, they would call. Yeah, for sure. I, we didn't do that, but, um, but uh, it was, it was definitely on top of my mind because, you know, being shut down, you're kind of looking around going like, shit, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, when, if, when everything first shut down, I remember we gave like, I don't know, you know, three, four, 500 uh, chicken, uh, teriyaki chicken meals to other hospitality like servers, bartenders, busboys, etc. We extended that out because we were like, hey, you know what? We want to donate. This back. for everybody. Yeah, this is for everybody. So we gave that, we gave that back for like the first week, thinking like, okay, well, you know, this is only going to be. No, I mean, obviously <laughs> nobody knew what was going yeah, on, but you know, yeah. like, okay, all servers, you're out of, you're out of work, and you live off your tips, but here's a free meal for you guys, you know, or busboys or bartenders, or whatever, and that went over really well, but 
I mean, soon found out, you know, like, okay, well, you're not going to open today either or next week or next month or three months from now. So it was, it was, it was a trying time for sure. For sure. I mean, the Malrose location, we had to shut that one down and the Culver City one, uh, we hung on by a string and, uh, you know, right now, right now we're still, we're still kicking, but you know, for trying to make up for a a lot of stuff because it's not, we're not a hundred percent, but we're, we're, we're there, you know? So were you able to take advantage of those uh, those PPP business loans that came out throughout COVID? You, you know what? Um, I was able to to get a PPP, but for the restaurant business, unlike uh, some other businesses, it was just different. It was it was for really sure. horrible. Motherfuckers. It, no, for sure. For real. But here's the thing is that, you know, they they would give you the money to pay your employees, but. You can't sell. You can't open. Right. You can't open your doors. That's just for the restaurants, right? You can't. You can't open your doors otherwise. And how are you going to sell? You know what I'm saying? So it was just difficult. It's catch twenty two, catch twenty two, where it's kind of like, okay, you know what? You're you, borrowing this money just to pay your employees, but then you might as well have just had. But then you're on the hook. You're on the hook, and uh, and you still can't operate. Right. You're still not so either anything. way, you know, you're, you're just kind of like, okay, well, we're taking money. You know, that's why when I want to go down to Orange County, and I, and it took me, you know. It was a while, but I went down to Orange County, and Orange County was like, "They don't give a fuck." They were just like, oh, "Apparently, oh, oh, apparently, white doors. people with money don't get affected with COVID." Well, no, no, it was, <laughs> that's it was, how that shit went, bro. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a different vibe for sure. Ooh, for it sure. was partying in it was like Florida, in LA. We were like nothing. No, dude, they, yeah, dude, they, LA was pinned to the fucking ground, and you could not move. And once again, there were some places operating illegally. And I saw those places, but there was a lot of places in LA like, nope, not not opening, and don't want to get busted, and don't want to my. I mean, you get you can have your liquor license taken away, and you know how hard it is to get one of those. You know how expensive it is. You can't even get those. You can you can go apply, and you can apply for a lottery, and see if you fucking win, and get one. Yeah. So it's yeah. gnarly. You're you're better off trying to buy a used old license for someone who doesn't want it versus you trying to get a brand new one right now in the fucking city. Yeah. So it's gnarly. So no one wants to fucking put that at risk, and I don't blame them. But you know, people are suffering and suffered and went went down. A lot of bars I know are no longer in existence because of all that shit, and it sucks. Yeah. No. I mean, like like I said, I count my blessings. You know, when I wake up and I'm just like, okay, you know, we're still we're still relevant. So. So that's good. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, as far as the uh, the bar stuff happening, it sounds like all of your creative juices from from the movie stuff that you that you have you've implemented here to create a a a, a feeling for these people. Are you still doing a lot of the the the, the directing and creating now? Well, well, you know what? I'm I'm getting um getting back into writing, <laughs> okay. into writing, and uh, you know, I mean, the the whole COVID thing really <laughs> took up. A thousand percent of my time, just trying to survive, trying to keep it together. You know that. I mean, I was in the kitchen cooking and running out food to cars and this and that. So I really had just time to think about that and only that. But now that I'm at least kind of coming out of that, I'm getting back into okay, get back to the writing and and it's something I've been talking to Steve as well because you know I'm putting together a team so I can start producing stuff because I got like a I have I have a plethora of. of scripts, finished scripts, you know. Oh, no I, shit. I mean, I have, I have a, I have a, a body. I don't want to say, but I have, I've, I've got a good amount of, of projects, not only in my head, but projects that are already done, completed that I could actually say, hey, here's page one, page hundred, or depending on if it's an episodic TV show, 
and yeah that's so so i haven't been able to to transfer it back over but i'm i'm working on that so i can get you, into it. you remember what your last project you worked on was on oh, my last project i worked on mm -hmm. as far as what writing or as far as uh, i guess producing or filming or producing um i would have to say it wasn't one of our shorts was it no, no it was a, no. you did something else after that I something something with Stefani, maybe, I think it was. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, no, no. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, I have so many things, man. Like, <laughs> like I believe it. it. It's it's crazy. You know, I'm one of one of my projects that I did, What I believe it or not, but even if this is before the restaurant, I did, like, cooking DVDs. Yeah. Where I had cooking DVDs, and I sold those. I mean, it's just so many things from that. The body of work that I've, that I've done has been, it's been a lot. Okay, so okay, so you made your own uh, cooking DVDs and you sold those online. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. What else Hell did you yeah. produce? Well, you know, well those I, you know, oddly enough, I did those because um, I wanted to make money so I could go turn that money into my, into my films. Sure. You know, because I wanted to do a lot, like Latino empowerment movies at the time. You know, and I still do. I have something that I'm working on right now that I'm on the tail end of finishing, but uh, but it was just certain things to get Latin the Latinos you know, known within the industry. Sure. Um, but since then, as, as Steve was saying, like, you know, I've, I've also dealt in real estate, and et cetera. So I've done scripts for, for re, with regard to real estate, you know, and, um, and that, that actually is, is going to be the one that I'm working on right now that I'm looking for the team to put together. And, uh, you know, I just met with a, with a producer last week. Uh, we've already got the locations, you know, they're going to be in like in Beverly Hills and cause it's kind of a, a uh, entourage meets million dollar realtor type show sure. and um and that's that's really what we're going to be doing right now and so the last project that i worked on sorry to answer your question i'm going in circles all good to, an, to answer you all kinds of info yeah <laughs> no to answer your question i think the last the last thing i it couldn't have been that that the cooking dvd i'm sure it was something else but you know i mean so much has happened dude. to be honest with you i mean it's just a fog like pro pre-covid because there's been so much that's gone on through pat you know post covid and and like well posts were still on it right sure right. yeah but um but uh yeah man. now let me let me let, let me ask a quick question steve is the idea guy he has nothing but ideas it sounds like you're a doer how many ideas has he given you that you've actually done already uh, we, we collaborated on some stuff yeah see i stuff, know it sure. see knew it for sure yeah stevie stevie and i go way back man and Mad respect. I mean, this guy's this guy's definitely done up. He's he's done his way and done his thing. And as you guys know, he has his Michelada Rumble and and K Rock. I mean, I used to come up with. I used to come drive up with him. Actually, I lived in LA already, and I would tell him, "No, drive up. We're going to K Rock, and we'd go down to K Rock in his truck." At the time, he was driving this little pickup truck. Yeah. And and we drive down to K Rock. That's when K Rock was in Burbank. The studios were yeah. Burbank, and I like. We had to do, do it like weeks in a row, right? God, All right, let's go. That's a hike from and, and, County too. and Steve would, would roll right up and drop off his resume and his, his photo or whatever, you know. The, I mean, I, I wasn't into radio, but you know, whatever he had, and I'd be like, okay, I would just be there as a support, just saying, come on, dude, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it. All right, I'll see you here at this time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need that. You Fuck know? yeah. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. No, you do. I, I uh, you know, that's when I've had my most success. When I have to be accountable for something, you know what I mean. When yeah. I have to be accountable, that's when I'm seeing like with Chad George out there. We're trying to get him on the podcast. Uh, uh, CMMA. Uh, he has a bunch of fighters himself. He was a fighter. Uh, you know, 
And <clears throat> when I was at my heaviest, I think it was like 420, he was like, oh, okay, you're coming to my gym. And you're getting weighed in every week. And like, just knowing that you had to, you had to get in front of somebody, it holds you so accountable to like, you think about everything, every move you make. You're like, oh, okay, I can't have that because it's like, fuck, I got to see Chad Yeah, fuck that. Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, I can't have that. You know what I mean? So I think I've seen my most success uh, when I've been held accountable. Absolutely. You know, even with Aisa and Chad and all those guys, and they'd always push me, especially for the weight loss. Uh, my ex-girl, she would always cook for me. Like, when there was, when there was someone there, you know, and, and, and in my beginning of my, my radio he would be there. He'd be like, yo, you got to come out here, bro. What are you doing? Wasting your time over there. You have to get into LA, bro. That's where it's at. I was hoping if I had a mean, if I had a mean girlfriend, I would be running Hollywood right now. No, you know no, no, I, mean? no, like, no. I just don't have I don't have a mean girlfriend to make me do the things that I need to do. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> or you can just do the things you need to do, Johnny. Fuck that! I'm just gonna do it by myself. <laughs> Get right. out of here. Who's you gonna be what? impressed by that? No one's even Yourself. gonna be impressed. Ah, I'm not trying nah, to impress so, me. But sometimes it is. You know, sometimes it is that. You know, I mean, uh, you need that push, bro. And, and you know what? And and and. I think it's the people that are that are like I don't want to I don't want to sound bad, but the people that are like to have the most talent and shit because they think they can skate by. Those yeah. are the ones that need oh, to be yeah, pushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I can, I can do that any day. I can do it any time I want whatever. to, man. I can flip the switch. Uh huh. No, you can't, bro. Yeah, no shit. Because you get into that. You get into that. That fuck. I mean, it happens. Inertia. To me. Inertia yeah. is real. Like, if it, like if you're not doing anything, it's way easier to keep doing nothing. Exactly. Like, like it's way easier and way just feels. But it's like I'm already doing nothing. I'll just keep doing nothing. That yeah. sounds good. And then that's what happened to me when at the K Rock. You know, once I got in there and I was doing my thing and being successful, then. And you just let off the gas. You're like, fuck, whatever. Then they're like, hey, dog, you, you're not going to be on air no more. What? What do you mean? <laughs> and then and then one day I decided to myself, I'm like, you know what? This is when I did do it on my own. I was like, you know what? They can't decide when it's my time to leave. Yeah. I have to. I decide. So I fucking pushed and I like promoted myself and I kept doing this shit. I grew my mustache. Yeah, you came back with a fucking mustache. <laughs> kept doing my shit. And then I got back on the air and then once Michelle Rumble was 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 cracking, I went in and I was like, "Yo, man, I'm out." Thanks and they're like, lot. "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, can't fire me. I quit." Yeah, yeah that's man. right. It's my turn. And you know, I mean, it is what it is. But um, yeah, man, this guy not only has done restaurants, you know, fucking movies and shit. This guy ran a marathon with no fucking training. Just went out and ran. Just with ran. The, was it the LA one? Yeah, it was LA. Just said, fuck it. Oh, yeah, it's next week. Okay, let's do it. Boom. What? Then after that, he went to... How are your feet after that? Oh, bro. Destroyed, right? Destroyed. Spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You know, it was was all mind game. I mean, to be honest with you, it's... it's, I I really hadn't ran any more than maybe four miles. Ever? Ever. Ever. At at one given moment, right? right? Um, But I remember one time I, I listened to this little clip of uh tony robbins you know the motivational sure speaker. and he was saying like yeah you know you you tell people what you're gonna do and that's what's gonna hold you accountable you just start telling everybody and well i went ahead and i told my whole entire family hey i'm gonna run a marathon i'm gonna run a marathon never trained you know it was like a month out but i still never got serious about it I never really did anything and i remember the day of Probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> but but the day before, the day before, actually, it was my friend's uh, 
my friend's birthday party and they had this house up in the hills up in this nice really looking good looking place and they were all models and so they had a bunch of like it was a big model party there, sure. right? So I show up just to say happy birthday and I'm going to go back home because I got to go rest. I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow, which I have no idea what I'm going to do. And uh, anyway, I got up there and when I walked to the doors, I was like, holy shit, like this place is amazing. Not only the house, but just the people. Yeah, what's going on And I there? was like, dude, like, I'm not going nowhere. This is why you moved to LA. <laughs> you to be in this scene to do this, right? So I had a couple drinks and this and that. Before you know it, it's like Five in the not maybe five, but maybe like three, four in the morning. I'm like, oh, oh dude, shit. I gotta go run. I, I I gotta get out of here. Took off, went home, and I remember it was no, it was it was like five because I remember I crawled into bed and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna run this marathon, never. So I get in bed and I put on the sheets and I'm just like, okay. And then that's when it hits me. I'm like, shit. I told my mom and dad, and I told my uncles and I told my cousins and everybody. So I got out and I took a cab. Went down to the marathon, and by now it's like you know seven o'clock in the morning, whatever, and everyone's they're just lined up. And to make a long story short, I mean, well, this is pretty pretty important. This is the, this is kind of pertinent to the story that I lined up, and I'm you know I don't know when you're running a marathon, you have the the times like you know people are sent, we're running with their times like okay six hours, five hours, or five and a half, five hours, four forty five, this and that. So I get in line and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at these at these signs and I just kind of look up and I'm like, all right, five and a half hours looks decent. It's like a decent time for me to run a marathon and, and you know it's it's respectable. And um, and as I'm sitting there, I'm stretching, kind of waiting for the thing. I look to my left and there's like I don't know, seventy year old dude, and and he's stretching out and I look at him and I look at my you know kind of going like, no, you know what? I'm looking at the time and I go, hey, have you ever ran a marathon before? He's like, yeah, I've done like seven. You know, and I go, oh, really? You've run, you've done, you've done these, and this is around the time that you think you're gonna run right here. And he goes, yeah, maybe give or take ten minutes. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, point taken. You know, and um, that's when I said to myself, I could do that. I can't. Like, there's no way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Trained or not? Trained or not? Like, I can't. I can't run. <laughs> dominate this, this old man. Exactly, yeah. dude. By, so. by the way, I like how. Oh no, this dude's been training for eight fucking years. That he's been doing it. You just came out of day one and think, I'm like, no, fuck this old guy. You're not gonna outrun yeah. me, yeah. bitch. Yeah. I can take you yeah, out. Yeah, no, dude. But you know, so in all reality, so when I started walking up, and I'm like, okay, you know that now I'm at five fifteen, five hours, four and a half, and. You know, gets to four fifteen and then three or three three hours and forty five minutes, and I find I'm looking around. I go, okay. So you know, mentally, I'm kind of sacking myself out. Like, all right, you know, this this looks like like a good time to to run. Maybe I could pull this one off. Boom, the gun goes off, and we start running. And and dude, it was the most grueling time I've ever had because it was just a men. You know, past past mile seven for me was just like. Oh my God! What am I doing? How many miles is this thing total? Twenty-six point two. Yeah. How do yeah, you know 20. that? Because I know how. how it's a marathon. Yeah, it's a marathon. When it comes miles. up on you know ESPN or whatever, it's always yeah. yeah or you see girls, or you see people with their stickers in the back of the car. Twenty-six point two. I've never seen that before. Or you, you right. have. You'll start seeing them. Or people have thirteen point six, which is a half marathon, and twenty-six point two. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. No, no, but you know the crazy thing about it is, is that like I finished the marathon. And you know, I see the, the the I lose the thing, the sight, and then on downhill, I go, go, come on, Joe, go, 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 right? And I try and catch up, and then I lose it. And when you get downtown, you start losing it because going down the corners and that. But at the end of the day, I ended up finishing in just just under four hours. Holy okay. shit! Fuck, man! And I didn't realize what I had done. 
I, I really didn't realize like that's like, really fast, Mario. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that's that's you know for and for not training for it, but it was just like I just I had no idea what my limit was. I didn't know how how far I could go, and but I just kept going. Yeah, you know. Just out of curiosity, what was the main idea to tell everyone that I'm going to go run a marathon now? Just to hold me account- hold myself accountable. Like I'm going to do it. But, you know, I, like I said, I, so you just woke up like I'm going to do this today. Well, that wasn't today. I mean, it, w- it was probably like three weeks before. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, still, like, like I mean, before, before the uh, marathon, you know. Hey, I know this guy. It probably came up in conversation. He's like, "Fuck, I've run them shits all the time." I'll see you next month. <laughs> and then it came to next month, and he's like, "Fuck, oh, fuck." Yeah. And then he's also like... ran in France. He's ran, so he's oh he's shit. That. So you kept running marathons after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I, many have I, you done? Done five, five. Oh marathons? no, shit. That old guy's still beating you, though, man. <laughs> he's, he's still beating me. Dude. He's still beating me. I know, he's, he's probably at like a hundred by now, dude. Seriously, or a hundred, one or two, right? Yeah. No, no, but the Paris France one was pretty cool too. Oh, I mean, just seeing the Eiffel Tower and running through the streets of Paris. And, sure. You know that that was pretty dope. That was pretty dope. For sounds, sure. sounds like you can make a movie out of that. Yeah. The yeah. runner. The runner. Uh, I don't run. I'm a nice size, uh, so this body doesn't really do well with jiggling. But I did walk a 5K bubble run. That was pretty fun. What's a right. bubble run? Uh, you get thrown with bubbles, Johnny, for 5K. You walk through bubbles. It's like the color runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sure, runs. sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. All the kids are out there, the p- yeah. parents. Yeah. That's the worst runs. of up in Culver City, there's the Culver City Stairs. I've done those. Them shits are Gnarly. fucked up. Gnarly. Yeah. And, and again, this goes back to Chad. That was one of the things I had to do. So I and, and so he's like, oh, it's time for you to do the stairs. I'm like, God damn. I look at them shits. I'm like, holy fuck. So I'm doing them. And I swear there's these little kids just fucking just blowing by up and down, running, <laughs> laughing, playing. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. And then you have the older people, like you said, you have this old guy, but they've been doing it forever. You know, right. what I mean? they're they trained, they stay, they're, they stay they in shape. That's yeah. it. Uh, always stay ready. They said the doctor, if you want to run, if you want to walk later, you got to run now. Yeah, you know, like, it's not gonna. Now, get, there you go. You know, it's not gonna yeah. get easier. No, no, think about that one. Yeah, if yeah. you want to walk later, you got to run now, man. Because that old guy did not turn seventy and be like, you know what, I'm gonna get in shape. Now. No, you know? <laughs> yeah, for real, man, for real. Right, that was an inspiration to me, man. I, just, yeah. I was like, if. Had I not stood next to that guy at that particular point in that run and just looked and gone like, and I actually talked to him and go like, so you think you're going to finish this? I would have, I would have just ran five and a half, but because I, one, I opened my mouth, talked to him and just said, you know what? I can't do this. Keep going. So they keep, uh, so what you're saying, they keep the pace, like the, they they have like pace clocks or yeah, like, like if you want to be on pace, you got to keep up Like there'll be some right groups here. that'll be training for months and months and months, right? And there's generally the trainer who already knows his pace and he you know they're they're real pros at it and they're just like watching their time the whole thing so they have these big things these big uh signs which say three hours 45 minutes or well when you're in the two or, or under three that's when it starts they don't use those signs because everyone's sure jamming. yeah like they're, they're not messing around they're yeah. just jamming <laughs> but before that like you definitely have uh people who are who have holding the pace they're called the pacers i guess yeah so i'm sorry are they working for the marathon at that point or are they working just for the teams I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I I never trained and I never looked into it. So I don't. And since then, I haven't really. I haven't. I just figured if I did a, a four hour under four my first time, I keep why it. do I? I'll just do it on my own, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I think that this is just like a group of people who just meet up and and. No, I think I think that the LA Marathon, all the marathons. I mean, it's a body, and they do have it's, it is has you know uh, it's constructed correctly. And what they do is they have 
they have the time so people can know what your time is. You know what I'm saying? And they also have one person at the end. So if you fall behind them, you're done. Yeah. Like mm. you have to stop because you're not, you're not, you're not going to get there in time. There's, there's one person at the back that this is the last guy. If you can't stay with him, ahead of him. Knock it off. You fall behind. You, Be- get beat it. Yeah. You're not going to do it. It's the same thing with the Iron Man. You know, I used to watch a lot of that shit. You can tell I'm not doing them, but I was watching them. Uh, same thing with like the cycling and shit. You know, when you when there's nothing to watch on, you know, ESPN or whatever. You on turn Yocho, it, you fucking look like, oh, Iron Man, Hawaii. Let me check this out. And there's people dude, that crawl in, man, right before that, or people that even though they fall behind. They still do it. Sure. And there's no one there no more, nothing. Just their family at the finish line. Right, well, these are the, what is like six hours or whatever. Yeah. Limit, and you see people cruising up at 5.59 yeah. and 39 seconds. Like, oh, man, man, yeah. man, man, man. Yeah. They get across the line. Well, that, did you ever hear the story of Burt Kreischer doing an Iron Man for the first time? No. What? Yeah, so he's like, and, and the same thing. He was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, like, I don't, like I'm in shape. You know, these fools, like, I'm going to take them. So the first, is, is it the first is swimming? I think the first thing mm-hmm. is swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's going, he sees the buoy where everybody has to, like, make the turn and come, you know? And he said, but everybody's taking it wide. And he's like, well, these, these fools are idiots. I'm going to take it close and, like, get that turn. And he said when he gets there, every, the, the angle that everybody's taking, they're just on top of him. And he's getting kicked and fucking there swimming. He's like, oh, this is why no one takes this angle. Like, you're fucked right yeah. here. And he said he thought he was going to die. He's in there like, trying to swim and get around this. Room. And he's like, oh. It was like what you're saying about not training. He's like, I could do it. And it's like, but there's things that you're going to find out along the way. It's like, yeah. shit, I should have known this. <laughs> like, sure. I should have sure. known about but that. But you know, but you don't, you don't think about like just how, like, I was speaking from a person who hasn't, who didn't train. Sure. You like, just how your mind just trips on you. Like it'll flip on you, and before you know it, you're like you're just like, oh my god, like what, you know, because you're you, you're not trained for this, and you're just running, and you're, but at that point it was just it was just me going like, come on, go go to the next one, but but realistically I'm thinking in my head like, what the fuck, like shit, now you want a cheeseburger, now you want this, now you want, you know what I'm saying? That you, that's you just can't, you, it's it's crazy what happens when you're when you're not trained, so that's why if anyone's gonna run a marathon. Train, because it's, it's, I wouldn't recommend. It's like it. speaking of someone who did it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it this way. Exactly. Exactly. So now with the uh, the restaurants kind of getting back on track, uh, you said you have a couple of scripts ready to go. Is that something you're going to produce yourself? Is that something you're trying to have someone else produce for you? No, I think I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna go for producing myself. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go for producing myself. Mario's already trying to get a job in there. That's that's job question. Like a sound guy or a camera work? I don't know. I'm just asking for the technical aspect of it. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, get hey, get in where you fit in, bro. You know what I mean? Shit. If you don't ask, you don't get fed. Uh, and I think that's one thing that I learned from from my cousin Gio here is always like before even the K Rocks, before anything, man, we'd go to clubs and he'd walk to the front and be like, Yo man, you know who I got with me? I got Joel the Ghoul from K-Rock. And that was our friend, Julian. Big Armenian-looking dude, yoked up. And he's like, that's Joel the Ghoul, man. And he said it such in a way where he believed it that they believed it. Sure. So we get into clubs. And we go to clubs like the Opium Den where there's fucking lines in this deep as fuck. And he goes to the front. Oh, you know who the fuck is right here with me? Like, blah, 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 blah. You don't even fucking say shit. You just, he's like, and everyone goes in. So what I'm trying to get at is that in life, you have to have that. You have to have that. To, to move forward like Mario if the job is if the job is this whether he can do it or not 
He's going to say yes sure, yeah, because he's going to find a way to get yeah, it done. Yeah, yeah, Figure yeah. it out. You know what I mean? And, and that's what this guy did, too. Like, oh, you know, I, I, I never ran a marathon. Fuck, I'm going to figure it out. And it's going to hurt, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what life is, is figuring out shit. Sometimes you have to figure it out on the fly. Sometimes you have to figure it out when the shit's in front of you. And not everything's served up to you with time and you like can't Snoop train. Dog. You know? <laughs> like yeah. Snoop Dogg. Like Snoop Dogg. Did you see that? Yeah, when... Did you see that? No. What, so this is this is about being able to go in the moment. So <clears throat> the Miz is the host of WrestleMania and Snoop Dogg. And the Miz is like, oh, I'm gonna make you fight. Uh, no, Snoop's like, I'm gonna make you fight against my friend. Shane McMahon comes out, the return of Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon comes out, he's like, Oh, we're gonna do a thing. <clears throat> 30 seconds in, Shane blows his quad. Like, does a leapfrog. Yeah. Does a leapfrog, comes down his leg. Is that, and he looks up at the referee and goes, I'm fucked. You know, my leg's fucked. And so they're like trying to figure out what to do, like blah, blah, blah. Snoop Dogg gets in the ring and they're like totally improv it at this point. And you see the miss, they hit me. You know, and so the fucking Snoop hits him and they're doing the thing and the ref, the ref comes in and you, you hear her say, people's elbow, people's elbow. And fucking Snoop stands over fucking the Miz, kicks his fucking, does the worst people's elbow in the history of the world. Worst. And then pins him, you know? And it was like, and a thing that was not, but they fucking stayed in the pocket and figured out how to get it done, you know? And it like, went off. And it was, it was so much better than whatever they had planned. You know what I mean? But because they were able to, it could have, at any second, if any one of them is not on point, it just it, it's over. Yeah, you know, totally. it's the over the set. The segment's over, and they're like, "Fuck, <laughs> see you guys later." You know, like yeah. whatever it was gonna be. But the, everybody stayed professional, stayed in the pocket, went outside of their comfort zones, like all the fucking things, and made something beautiful happen out of a disaster. You know, like. It looks so sad to see him go down and the the look on his face when he's on the ground looking up like because oh, he couldn't wow. get up he like this was done. He tried Didn't that happen to his dad. His dad yeah. blew both his quads too. That's what they're saying this is the this fucking this circle that they fucking made. These fools got weak quads, man. If the, if they were workers, this would be like something you work in later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like ah, it's always the quad because they're known for their yeah. weak quads. <laughs> Damn. But it was rough. But it was like, oh, dude. But fucking Snoop stayed in the pocket. The Miz stayed in the pocket. The ref, like all these fools, like stayed in there to make it happen. But you gotta do sometimes. Keep so I was first at the seams talking about, you know what I mean? I can't not talk about WrestleMania. It like, always comes back to WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, it was a wild weekend. I mean, you had fucking WrestleMania. You had Ring of Honor. You had Circle Six. Who got fucked up in Ring of Honor? Oh, uh, Dante. Oh, uh, my da- God. Yeah, top flight. Oh, my God. Against Penta. Oh. Did you see what he happened? He fucking crushed his Dude, he, he did it like fucking, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Joe Theismann style. That, uh, so, Dak apparently, Prescott style. Uh, I heard from the insiders from Ray Phoenix, from someone from Ray Phoenix. Oh, shit. Uh, the reporting that dislocated not oh, broken. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that would be better that than... Would be better, yeah. But that motherfucker, his leg was... It was like a... His leg was facing the complete no, you wrong see way. It. Right. I showed how it broke or how it got dislocated. Every All the weight landed and the weight fucking folded like, nah. On video, that shit was like wrong. Like, that should have been just like completely severed and reversed. It was gross. That was gnarly. I got one angle as I'm watching because I got really good fucking Oh, yeah, you tickets. were there. I forgot yeah. you were fucking there. I was right before. I was right behind the announcer, so I'm looking at Pinto's back as he's going for that fucking, uh, whatever the fuck that yeah, shit was, that fucking, that Frankenstein. Exploder. Canadian Exploder. There, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That shit was fucking crazy. But yeah, man, a lot of fucking. Are you on camera on any of the? You know what? I haven't. I, I didn't buy it. So I, I don't know. I haven't watched it back. But fuck, all those matches are fucking incredible. And you know what? Penta still lost. No, he no, won. they didn't lose. No, they yeah. can't lose. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like that guy picked his leg up and hit Penta with it. <laughs> Penta's a dope wrestler. One of my favorite wrestlers right now from Mexico, and they're you know triple A. Okay. And him and his brother came down here, and they're super popular, but they always fucking lose, bro. Yeah. They always get cho- chosen to lose. They were tag team champs for a while, and once they gave the belts up, they were the, 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 oh, the trio yeah, champ. Yeah. champ. And then once that was done, that's it. You know, I mean. And but I was like, God damn. Homie. And then they have, but the crazy part is they have some of the sickest moves. Yeah, I know. And Absolutely. they and they pull those moves off on all these guys. Some crazy fucking shit. And you're like, okay, that guy can't kick out of that. Fucking kicks out. You're like, fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? So if those motherfuckers can kick out of that shit, man. You can kick out of anything in this life, bro. You know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is want fucking it. kick out, man. Kick, kick out, bro. Well, that's what. That's one of the coolest things about like, like rest is when they talk about like someone's doing bad, man. We gotta, we gotta help them kick out. Yeah. You know, that's what you're talking about. You gotta kick out. You gotta help them sit down for that three, man. You gotta help them kick out. Just like Dr. Uh, Baker. What's her name? Is that Britt Baker? Britt Baker, yeah, man. DMV. I just saw something on her. She was talking about like, but right now is not my time to be the champ. Right now is my time to help people become the champ. Sure. Or they would never have a chance to. So, yeah. you know, in life, and, and I think that's what, that's what we do, man. You know, uh, my cousin has his time. I have my time. But we're there for each other to to help each other get over. You know what I'm saying? And when you don't see someone doing what they're supposed to do, you get on them. And I think that's one thing that I realize more and more as I'm getting older is I've had all these people in my life, whether we're friends still or friends no longer, in that moment in time, they were there to help me get over. Sure. And I thank every single one of them. No matter who you were, no matter whether we talk now or not, whether we hate each other or we love each other, every single person that has been in my life has been a partner inside that ring of life, and you've helped me get over, so thank you. You! And that's what you got to do, man. And that's what you got to do, you know? And and friendships and, 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 you know, with my cousin here, that's why I wanted to bring him on. Not only to do that, but to also let him know thank you, because he's helped me out a lot. And I've seen him come... And, and like, you know, the, the whole thing with the COVID and restaurants, I thought about him all the time. We talked here and there. I know he was busy doing this thing, but it's one of those things where you're like, fuck, you know, that shit's getting hard out there. It's getting hard as fuck. What can, you know, what, 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 what can, what can be done? But he, he fucking held on, dude. And, and, and that just shows, man, that, you know, you, you, not only do you have to just fucking go for it and and push and, and, and be as strong as you can, but you have to surround yourself with people that, that are going to be there for you because there's going to be times where you're going to need them. And, and that's, 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 uh, that's crazy, man. And, 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 you know, mad props to you, bro. Yeah. Again. Thank you, bro. <clears throat> you know, and it's still, I was just there a couple weeks ago, man. I had some new stuff that he has on the main. He's always changing. That show was bomb. And he started talking to me about, you know, uh, doing some new projects, uh, which, fuck, I was like, fuck, yeah, dude. You know, bring some of you guys along as well. You know, want some new shit. Fuck, every, you know. Uh, where we fit in, you know what I'm saying? Um, not only that, but you know, he he, you know, this is an inspiration and just all the shit he's done, bro, and, and everyone he's helped out. So, yeah, man, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome. You thank you, bro. Yeah. And likewise with these guys, man, meeting Mario, meeting Johnny, and we all just we're out here, you know, every Tuesday. I mean, you know, we're not getting paid. We just like to come out here and talk and rap and and bring people up here and, and let them shine. And and that's what we do on the West Coast Pop Block Podcast, man. Yeah, no, this is great, guys. This is awesome. I'm thoroughly impressed. Like walking in here, I'm like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, see? Yeah, man. I know. Mr. Hollywood here is like, I'm going to count them off. He was scared for his car. Where are you bringing us? Mario built a super secret location. That's why it's a secret. Can't tell everyone about it. And it works, man. And it's bomb, dude. People come here like, what? Holy shit. And, you know, it's impressive. It is impressive, you know. When a guy has a dream, and he's going to make it. Mario, you know, he wanted to be in radio and whatever, so he created his radio. Couldn't get into K-Rock. I made my own version. Fuck you, K-Rock. Suck my radio dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't have a Z at K-Rock. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. hard Z, baby. Hard Z. But that's what, that's what you do, though, nowadays. That You can create your own. You know what I'm saying? Because we were talking earlier, too. Like, oh, so what's up? I'm never, you know, I don't, I'm not really into podcasts, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can do it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. You can do it on your fucking phone, man. Like, you don't need a studio. And we're lucky to have Mario and, and this awesome ass studio. But, you know, you can do it on your phone. People do it on their phone and fucking are very successful. Uh, lucky for us, we're here and we get to do it on different platforms and people out there watching us. And, you know, it's awesome. But, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's a world where you, you want it, you can do it, bro. Yeah, no, this is this is really, really impressive. And Thanks, cool. man. Yeah, yeah, this is the man cave that is just. The pig's cave, and it just it keeps giving. So I couldn't be on radio, so I created my own radio station. I love, I've, I, I've always wanted to be a part of a band, can't be in a band, so I'm going to host bands and give bands the platform because most bands, honest to God, they have garbage-ass fucking everything that they're filming and nothing to the bands. They just don't know about the world and or someone's going to hold the phone up and grab the audio from the outside, which sounds like shit, and then they post that. Mm-hmm. And same thing with wrestlers. Wrestlers don't have the best photos and shit like that. So when I started working with Steve, like, fuck, man, they're just as important as anyone else. Like, they need, they need, they need a flyer. They need representation. They need a platform to show that, like, hey, we're going to be here. So that's always kind of been my goal is to, fuck, let me grab some of these people and make them look good and turn around. Let me put into my product and, you know, Pigs Radio every Sunday and they can see you know, the quality of, of imaging we're running with fucking 4K camcorders. We're running fucking actual wireless roamers and overhead shots. No one knows and, what that means. Yeah, the, for those who do. <laughs> for those who do, though. I was like, hey, uh, cool. I was like, man, a wireless hey, roamer? What is Hey, brother, well, well, mission accomplished, man. Who knows to you, bro? bro and you got to yeah. understand where he came, where it started, bro. It started in the, in the living room, dude, and it was crazy. The first time I went, it was cool. Because it was a podcast and I was on it and I was like, oh, fuck, this is fucking cool. And then when you see it where it's now, it's like, holy shit. It's a big difference. I think Steve was the first time I was like, fuck, like, you know what? I need to be like, it needs some, it needs that next evolution. Because I had already been doing it for that long, for so long. And that style, like, all right, like, you know what? Things need to be better. But also the time, the times that it was, technology has been evolving so fast lately where now it's like oh shit now i can't get really amazing high def stuff but the first thing that gave me the inspiration to even do it was k-rock was cat because she was using Ustream to 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 do what she was doing on the radio but live and i could watch her do it i'm like fuck i fell in love with that and after that i started streaming all my nightclubs for free before streaming became a thing or whatever the fuck for free you come out to my nightclub, you can't make it out, I'll show you what you're missing out. And you can watch the entire band performance and all their friends can watch it. And I've been doing that shit for you years. You can see sad girls get drunk. Hell all yeah. All that shit. All the sad <laughs> girls are sad boys. But it, it was, I told the story, Gio, I think, I don't know if it was on the air, about the time we went to the stock exchange and, and we bought hot dogs and I turned the corner and I left you to pay. 
yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Mario has his own hot dog lady that goes to all his events. Oh, yeah. It's no, Anne and the hot dog lady. Anne and the hot dog lady. Yeah, so oh, I was no, like. No, no, well, no. It wasn't you. You're making it sound nice. Like, oh, I left you to pay. No, bro. We were going. We were coming out of Stock Exchange. It was late at night, obviously. You're not coming out of the club. And uh, and talking smack. And this guy, I already, he already, it was his turn to pay, right? The whole thing. Sure. You know? And we're walking up and. He orders his hot dog, and I'm like, all right, Steve, you know, we're talking shit to each other. And I'm like, all right, no, you got this one. The, I get you last time, blah, 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 right? And uh, right when I get my hot dog, and I go, okay, I look around, and she's like, all right, give me my give me my 20 bucks. <laughs> and Steve's not even, Steve's way down the street already. He's like, dude, I, I just got left, and I was like, all right, Wait, this is how, fucked up. how long ago was this? Oh, it's stock exchange. Thursday. Yeah, that was. Stock <laughs> exchange. <laughs> but you know what? You only do it when it's your turn. Sure. Why am I going to leave you right. there when no, it's, it's your turn? It's your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm staying here. It only works when it's your turn. Well, my turn, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've done some crazy shit like that with each other, bro. But it just makes it fun. It makes it funny. But the only reason they came up was because a couple weeks ago we had the, uh, the DJ from Stock Exchange that was sitting next to you. What was his name again? Uh, oh, uh, Jose Shooting also went by DJ Guest from way back in the day, but uh, yeah. yeah, he was he was one of the residents at Sock Exchange, and I was like, fuck. When he brought that name up, I was like, damn, yeah, man, that place. That I remember place when I burned. Just... I remember when I burned my cousin for twenty bucks there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hey, well, just just on the one hot dog. Hey, don't don't give me. He's got he got everyone back. <laughs> I want to say how many hot dogs that was that because back in the day, depending how many years ago, nah, hot dogs were like hot dogs were only like like three no, were... three four bucks back then. Uh, now they're like bucks. ten. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. The 10, okay, for sure. Yeah, but it was like five bucks. It was. You have to ask how much they are now. Oh, no, they're just like 15. You know, it's like, oh, you must. No, I asked the fuck. Well, you know, they, well they, cause they could, you could sell them. You know, our Venmo, they all, got their, we're the just saying, they, they all got their Zell now. So they're like, all right, now, let's up the price. Scan this shit right let's here. I don't want to hear no excuse about no Man, cash. Man, I, I got this one uh, guy doing fruta, and I was like, hey, how much is the, the cup? The $5 cup. Yeah. It's like 15. I was like, holy shit. I'll go fucking the Albert. <laughs> like, I'm going to go chop this yeah. shit up myself, yeah. man. You reach that point to where it's like, ah, oh, yeah. nah, man. You know how I'm much gonna, fruit I'm I can get for 15 bucks yeah. at the store? So, this is just reminding me of like, pe- people hustling in the street. I was in Vegas this weekend, and one of my, like, it was the best watching the costume characters. Like, there's like Mickey Mouse and Transformers and all sure. that shit. And chicks dressed as showgirls. They're like walking around and cops and all this stuff. So, what they do, what the, the, the on the level hustle is just hey you take a picture and you give a tip you know like whatever and that's the deal but the real hustle is when you try to sneak a picture or if you don't negotiate what this is going to cost beforehand and then you just do it and they're like all right that's a 20 bucks you know or whatever and it's like what and then they start getting all crazy and aggressive whatever i saw girls try to ding these dudes for a hundred dollars a piece because they were just like in the thing and they were like yeah yeah, let's take pictures they're all drunk and all fucking high and they just did the thing They oh. did the thing before talking about any of it, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and now it's done. You know what I mean? It's done. You did the thing. And so now these chicks are like, it's 100 bucks. You know what I mean? 100 bucks from there. And so these fools start, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they got a dude. They got a dude who comes up and it's like, and now he's getting aggressive and getting loud with all these fools. So they just start giving up money. They didn't get $100 each out of them, but they got more than they would have if it would have been just yeah. straight. You know? And I was like, this is like watching fools get got. Is the best. Like, oh man, I couldn't. <laughs> it was making my dick hard seeing all these fools hustle. You know, I was like, oh, get these fools. Get them. Get them. Well, if you want to get caught every Tuesday <laughs> night, it's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast end. live <laughs> on Twitch, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. It's the West Coast.
Thank you. Goodbye. Girl, what butter to hit? Yeah, man, that was fun. The The number one live show in the world, West Coast Potluck Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up.